Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt. Take aim, fire, and save the Mushroom Princess? to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. And I'm Sam. It's a full house, ladies and gentlemen, after two episodes of just me and Sean doing a little, uh, what, what would you call that, Sean? Uh, I'd say it's a fireside chat with Mike and Sean, <laughs> but now it's a family reunion. Yeah, yeah. it's a family reunion. The only reason I, I, I skip a couple episodes here and there is so we can have the the chats and then the reunion. He does have to leave us alone every once in a while. It gets yeah, a little yeah, steamy. Yeah, I'm like yeah, the you estranged uncle, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I give real good Christmas presents. That's right. <laughs> so can we talk about the fact that Nintendo combined Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt? Okay, so they really didn't do that. But like, if they did combine those two games, what what would they be? <laughs> You mean like combine them into like one actual game, like you're doing? Them yeah, together? like one game called Super Mario Brothers <laughs> Duck Hunt. Yeah, I'd love to see what we've been talking about since I think the first the first Duck Hunt episode, because I guess now we have two, uh, where you have one player playing as Mario and another player shooting the enemies with the with the zapper. But all the all the Koopa things are now uh, are now birds. Yeah, hmm. or ducks specifically. <laughs> I always thought they kind of looked like ducks anyway. Turtle ducks. Turtle ducks, yeah. And then there's like, is the dog, is he, does he laugh at you every time you fall into an endless pit or something? I think it's like a glitchy nightmare of the mix of the two. Like the dog laughs while you're shooting at the enemies, the mushrooms coming down, the weird things are flying that shouldn't be flying. Sometimes Mario has the gun. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a fever dream. It would actually be funny if Bowser, like, popped up on the screen, you know, uh, in the same way the dog does every time you die and just, like, giggles and points at you. Like, that would be very intimidating of Bowser to do something like that. And alas, the reality of the situation is is nowhere near as fun. It could be just a reskin of Gumshoe. I know, uh, Mike, you talked about that. Yeah, I mean... Using the gun to make Mario jump uh, would really bring him back to his jump man roots. Uh, <laughs> jump man, jump, as you, you say as you shoot at the screen. I, I love saying that. Dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> do, you, do, you, uh, do you ever shout the commands of the things you're doing when you play video games? Mostly. Uh, I don't think so. Unless I'm playing Hey You Pikachu for Nintendo 64. Uh, only when uh, I've been trying to do it the normal way by just pressing the button and it won't happen correctly. So it's more like an angry thing, you know, it's just to, just to express anger. Yeah, I, I definitely know that when it's like when you're like, I hit a even though like deep down, you kind of know, like, well, I probably hit it too late. But you're like <laughs> telling everyone else in the room, like, I hit it. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, the games weren't combined. And Sean, you kind of said that it's sad that they weren't. But you know it's not sad, because they're two great games. So can we just kind of go around, and maybe, Sean, you start us off. How do you feel about these two games, Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt? Well, they, they pretty much uh, defined the original experience of owning an NES, and I, I, I don't think that that has changed too much. I mean, they are still two of the most popular games 
uh, in video games. So uh, they're classics, and I think that you know it's a pretty good way to uh, cheaply get people into it that haven't adopted the system yet um, in 88 to just put together this compilation. Um, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're classic games. What about you, Joe? Well, yeah, Super Mario Brothers obviously like had already set like a high floor for quality of, of these Super Mario games. And it really just continues to get better from there. So it's already like the entry level into this great series. That's, that's getting better and better. Um, but married with, I mean, you all know how I feel about Duck Hunt. I still absolutely love it. I mean, it's just so simple and and so like uh, really. I, I'm not even really sure how you would improve on the gameplay of it. I mean, they're just two very um, simple but satisfying games to play. And like you said, Sean, like at the time if you were buying an NES, those are probably two of the games at the top of your list to buy. So it makes sense as you know, just from like a selling games standpoint. To, to bundle them together. Yeah. What about you, Sam? Uh, I see it as Nintendo kind of... They're not rebranding, but they're just regular branding themselves as the distributor of these two super successful games. And they're saying, this is what the NES is all about. Yeah, they're and just so, reminding everybody. <laughs> yeah, I can see it from a marketing perspective, obviously. But, um, yeah, I mean, what everyone talked about, they're both great games for very different reasons but they have this such they have this essence of nintendo in them and nintendo realizes that and they're trying to show everyone else that yeah i think i think you know because super mario brothers 2 just came out and super mario brothers is different enough from super mario brothers 2 that this is like totally fine to, to have both of those games together it's not like super mario brothers 2 was such an improvement over super mario brothers 1 that i'd never want to go backwards like they're two separate games. But one thing that's interesting here is playing Duck Hunt again now really points out the, I don't know, the novelty of Duck Hunt. It doesn't really seem to be part of that original NES vision anymore. You know, there was a time where the NES was pitched as like an entertainment center. It it, it had the, the zapper and eventually the power pad and also a controller with two ports and like the family was always gathering around. Now it's in 88, it's kind of obvious that the NES is pretty much just for video games. Really reminds me of, like, when the Wii first took off. You know, it started with, like, Wii Sports and Grandma Bowling and these golf <laughs> games and, you know, Cooking Mama. And then, like, as the years went on, we, we got, like, the occasional Wii Fit or Wii Music. But those were just, like, oddities. And video games like Super Mario Galaxy were the norm. Yeah, um, you can kind of see that... All of the the gimmicks have sort of faded away, and they, they just like in every generation of a system, like you know, after a couple months, they stopped making Connect games or iToy games or whatever. It was just uh, um, when it's first party, like with Nintendo, they're 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 trying to expand um, the feature set by themselves, and then like with these older situations like the Connect, it's sort of like a licensing mandate, like you you have to make sure that it uses these features for it to work. But yeah, over time, uh, everything just sort of goes back to the mean of uh, video games as we know them. So is this like the ultimate deal in video gaming? I mean, certainly for the time, right? But even even nowadays, if you were told you could get an NES with a zapper 
and Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt on one cart, I feel like most video gamers would take you up on that offer. I guess it depends on the price. How much did it cost, Mike? Well, you know, I don't have, like, inflation adjusted, but I'm pretty sure back then they were charging 200 so that's probably pretty expensive when you adjust for inflation. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, unless I don't know the comparison of what the launch price was, but I'm sure it was a great deal. You bring up a good point, though, Sean. Maybe this isn't the ultimate deal, but the ultimate value. <laughs> yes, it's such value. I can't wait to. I think it also probably <laughs> it also probably kind of captures some some parents that maybe aren't as aware of like the other games that like their that their kids are into, but like. Everyone's aware of Super Mario Brothers and and probably Duck Hunt. And if you're not aware of Duck Hunt, you can kind of just look at it and be like, oh, that's what it is. You shoot at the screen. So it's like, you know, you don't have to wonder, like, well, was it, you know, was it pro wrestling that they wanted? Or was it, you don't have to, like, wonder, like, which version of all the different, you know, uh, hundreds of games or all over a hundred games that are out at this point uh, your kid wants. You just know, like, well, these are these are games that everyone knows about. That's a good point, yeah. though, Joe, because there's, there's the, the, you know, this is all being launched by Nintendo of America, this idea of repackaging the NES. Uh, I don't know if this one was the action set or not, but just this branding of the Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt cartridge in one. And, there, you know, maybe instead of Duck Hunt, this might have made more sense to a Western audience to have something like Wild Gunman. I, I guess. I mean, did, I feel like even here, though... Like, Duck Hunt was, I mean, the fact that I never heard of Wild Gunman before uh, before Back we reviewed it, like, I think that says that even Western audiences preferred Duck Hunt. Yeah, I think, like... I, and they're I going into this with that information, like, because this was so many years ago now. <laughs> yeah, and I think that Duck Hunt, just comparing Duck Hunt to Wild Gunman and, and Hogan's Alley, all three I think are good games, but I think Duck Hunt is literally just the most accessible to the most I mean, they're all accessible, but Duck Hunt is literally just shoot the targets. So it's yeah. just like the it's just like the easiest one to get your head around. Yeah, I mean, there's a world where they paired uh, the Urban Champion and Gumshoe together as like their you know that 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 was their double pack for the action pack. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> everybody has goatees in that world. <laughs> if it is the ultimate deal, though, you can't forget about uh, like. Games like 52 and 1 on the NES, those bootleg carts that you see at, like, shopping malls. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there is a better deal than <laughs> Super Mario Brothers is Duck Hunt, really? theoretically. Yeah, but I feel like you kind of have to be in the know for those sort of things. Like, parents aren't going out and buying the 50 and 1 games unless, like, they really did a bunch of research for it. <laughs> you you don't? don't know my parents. <laughs> And they suck, though, too, most of those games. Yeah, yeah. But I always saw, like, you know, 5,001 or something like that at, like, one of those uh, kiosks at the mall. And you just, you know, even as a kid, you're kind of aware. You're like, well, what am I going to do with 5,000 games? Like, like what what are the 5,000 What, are, what games, am I going to do with 2,000 versions of Solitaire? Yeah, we don't know. Well, you know, you guys have had some time to reflect on these games. We've we've talked about Super Mario Brothers in almost every single episode, but hey, we're going to talk about it again. And Duck Hunt, it's been a moment. So does anyone have, uh, don't, don't tell me how good the games are. Does anyone have, like, newfound criticisms on either of these games? Uh, not really. Um, it 
the the game is what it always has been. Uh, it's it's a simple enough concept that like, and we haven't played too many games like it since the early days because the uh, the zapper has sort of fallen off in popularity. Uh, so I think it stands as it was. Uh, same pros, same cons. Yeah, I think as far as Duck Hunt, it's just kind of like it's just kind of like frozen in time it's like like that's just like a result of its simplicity um i'm not sure if you asked about mario also but as far as like i mean i think i could i could probably find criticisms to mario just based on my knowledge of future mario games and how they improved but that almost seems a little unfair like you know when i think of super mario brothers 3 i can i can think like well, yeah, it probably would be nice if you could go backwards in, in Super Mario Brothers, the original, but, you know, and little things like that. But It would um, be nice to be able to, like, throw the hat and jump on the hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and where's Birdo? <laughs> you didn't get the Birdo? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 he's teasing you, he's teasing uh, you. <laughs> no, I'm also, I'm, I'm also, yeah. Oh, wow, who played who in that yeah, situation? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the funny thing is, is I don't even know if Nintendo knows of Birdo anymore. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Why wouldn't they? Well, like, what's the last thing Birdo's been in? Smash? Really? Yeah. As an assist trophy? Uh, I think so, but also as a stage hazard. Oh, that's right, in the Super Mario Brothers 2-like stage, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. All right, so they are aware of Birdo, but maybe they're like... They're not like, you know, it's like Waluigi. They're not like actively participating in the fan base's <laughs> desire for more content. Man, that makes me so mad that what they did to my boy. <laughs> well, until Waluigi becomes like the main villain of the Super Mario Brothers movie coming out in 2022 <laughs> or Talking about Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, and you know, it feels weird to just go right to the essential games list here. And what even is the essential games list in an episode like this? So, I told I mean, this is a surprise to our audience, maybe, but I told the guys to go ahead and play Super Mario Brothers 2 Japan. I mean, we just played Super Mario Brothers 2 USA, so I figured this is closer to Super Mario Brothers, and Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt is the game of the week. So what do you guys say we talk a little bit about Super Mario Brothers 2 for real? Let's do it. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm more enthusiastic about it. it, but Sean's okay with it. Well, that's good because, you know, there's only, thankfully, there's only like some small uh, game design differences that, you know, I think we should talk about. But this isn't like a whole in-depth thing that we need to do. You know, there's... Uh, there is no two-player mode in this game. You just choose between Mario and Luigi. And I thought that that's kind of interesting because 
Super Mario Brothers not having a two-player mode was like, I never really cared about the two-player mode anyway, since you just split them up. But this actually has, like, Mario, like, retain most of his abilities from Super Mario Brothers, but now Luigi gets the ability to jump higher than Mario can. And this decision was made before Super Mario Brothers USA came out. Super Mario Brothers 2 Japan came first. So it's almost like this is the first instance of Luigi having a high jump. Wow, yeah. I, and I just I genuinely didn't even think twice when we when it boots up and it gets to the the title screen and just says Mario game and Luigi game. I didn't even think of the implications of that. I just but like I would have just thought that it, you just played as Green Mario. Uh, I I really didn't know that there was a, a gameplay difference between them. Is there an advantage to being Mario? So Luigi does have a, a downside, and that is that he cannot stop his momentum as quickly as Mario. Mm-hmm. So if you are running as Luigi, you kind of, ha- you know, like you can't just be speed running through because it's harder to stop. And so a lot of times you'll just run into the pit when you thought you might have like hit the jump button or stopped. So it almost feels, because I, 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 like Sean, I also didn't know that there was a... Uh... A difference. I just played as Mario, but it almost seems like then you would play as Luigi once you're really good at the game and you want to jump yeah. higher and move faster and, and kind of get through the level quicker. But like, if you're just thinking. starting out, you play it safe and play as Mario. I, I don't know. It, to me, that seems to be the case. Like Luigi is what who you'd use to speed run. Yeah, he feels right. almost like a, an expert player's mode. You yeah. know, because I, I did try Luigi out, and to be honest, you would think in in, in a game like Super Mario Brothers. Who cares if you can jump higher? But that does prove pretty useful given the new way that they design levels in this game, which we'll get into in a minute. But the trade-off and the skidding uh, taking longer and such made this really difficult for someone who plays Super Mario Brothers like I do, where they're always holding down the run button and then using like the other side of their thumb to jump. Made it really hard to play this game successfully because... Chances are you're just going to keep knocking into enemies and losing any power-ups or your lives that you have. Yeah, definitely the the terrain is, like, more dangerous in this game than in the original. Yeah, there's just an abundance of hidden blocks, uh, an abundance of enemies. The the platforms in between, like, the, the gaps are smaller. Sometimes they're, like, very precise where it's just, the you know, an area big enough for Mario or Luigi. So there's just, like, more traps and deaths in general. And I don't know, like, is that is that how you would improve a game? By making it harder? Well, I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm. you may have described it like this in a prior episode where we just sort of tangentially talked about this version of the game, but it kind of plays like a ROM hack. Like, it doesn't feel like there's any friendliness in the design of this game. It's really just, like, the uh, the expert mode of Super Mario Brothers because it really is a frustrating experience at some points in this game. Yeah, I, I agree with that totally. I, I was going to say it almost plays like a Mario Maker thing, but I, I like the ROM hack analogy even better. And, and not even just on a gameplay level, but even in some cases on like a design decision level, like the the, the biggest one that stands out to me is like the squids that are were exclusively underwater because they're squids in the other games are just, like, floating around in the air. Like, it just feels like someone was like, oh, I'll just put the squids with those physics here in midair. Like, it felt... They definitely still have, like, a lot of attention to how they're designing the level to make it play, like, a good level. But it seems like they just stopped caring about, like, context 
in some cases, and there's like, ah, just throw things where it makes it hard. Like, don't make it make too much sense. Yeah, I guess, like, the game, it, it sort of treats you more like an adult in the way that it's not hand-holding you, but in some ways it can be really ambiguous. And, like, the, 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 the three most, uh, like, illustrative parts of this game that I played um, are one, yeah, that um, the squids being in midair, uh, which seems kind of cheap to me. Uh, there was a part where you, there was, like, a in an un jumpable chasm that you had to just search for a hidden block to be able to get to get around world two dash two yep. Sean. <laughs> um and then three four which is just messing with you and you can just keep running to the right and it's just going to keep looping unless you take a specific right. path but to be and- fair that was in the original super mario and that was also one thing i didn't care for then was that in the first? Okay. Yeah, it was in the eight four. Yeah, yeah. I hated well, that. Level. I didn't like that. Yeah, that's where I stopped playing in this one. Actually, yeah, that's kind of where I stopped playing here. the The game in general, though, feels like Nintendo's just angry that people were good at Super <laughs> Mario Brothers yeah. because you know what's really strange is when you get to World One Two, and of course, you by now you everybody knows about the warp zones. So you go to the warp zone, and <laughs> there's a like a few out. like. Yeah, yeah, there's, like, a few treacherous, like, pipes with with piranha plants. And then you do eventually get to the real warp zone, and it takes you just to the next one, World 2. There's no, like, choice between 2, 3, and 4. You just get one. And that's actually true for all the warp zones in the game. There's only ever one warp zone. However, in some of those warp zones, they will send you back to the very beginning of the game. <laughs> yep. I, I came across that. <laughs> that is just like, that, nah, it is just like, they're just like being, they're just like, they're screwing with us. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're just, they're just, they're just, you know, messing with us at this point. You were skillful enough to get up here. Uh, and now here's your punishment. Yeah. It's like, you see, like, you see the thing that's like, oh, I bet there's a secret up there. You see whatever clue there is. And then they punish you for, for exploring that way. Even early on, I think I think it's World One Two. There's a an obstacle where you can be uh, Super Mario, so you're bigger, and you might have defeated all the enemies on the screen, but the blocks aren't like they're too low, so you won't be able to like run underneath them or anything. But also, there's no enemies on the screen to make yourself small Mario and fit under it. So you have to kind of figure out on your own. That you need like a running start and then press down and kind yeah. of like glitch through the, the the underground part of the cave. And I don't know, like that it is a it's a super player move. Like people who are good at the game probably know that exists. But I think that now early on it Yeah, now it's like an it, actual mechanic that you have to use because it's it, it, it kind of pops up in a lot of spots, especially if you're looking for like secret blocks. Um which are usually hidden under those columns of uh, breakable, uh, like when you're in the underground levels, like the, those break blocks. Um, like it's it's a move that you have to do pretty often if you want to do it that way. And so maybe it's a good idea that they put it early on just so that it's something you learn. You either learn or you never learn. And you're just like, what the heck? Like I suck at this game or, or I need to be small Mario. But maybe it was a good thing if they were planning on making that like a core mechanic of the game. I just... I don't know. Something something's wrong about the fact that the major improvements of Super Mario Brothers Two are focused around making it 
harder for you. There's the, there's the new poison mushroom yes. that when you touch one, it either automatically kills you or makes you smaller. There's um, and that's likely the first thing you're gonna come across. Like I, you're gonna probably miss the first like real mushroom in one one, like like I did at least. Um, and then you like the first obvious pickup is a mushroom that doesn't look cr- quite right, and then you pick it up and you die because you didn't get that big mushroom. So that they're just sort of telegraphing to you that like this isn't gonna be friendly. Yeah. Well, there's even a point. Where there's a there's like a platform of you know of of blocks of coin blocks that you're underneath, and it's long enough that you you move the screen far enough that you can't go back out from under it. And right in the middle is a fire flower. I guess it I guess it is dependent on if, if you're small, it would still be helpful. But um, but right in the middle there's a fire flower. But in order to get to it, you have to go all the way to the right to get out from under the blocks, and you have to go out. To the point where it's off the screen. It's literally just something that's, it just shows you it's there and is possible, impossible to get. <laughs> uh, granted, now that I'm explaining it, I do realize that if you're small, I forgot, you would still get a mushroom out of that. So I guess it's not completely useless. Did any of you get to the, uh, the strong wind, uh, levels where like the, the leaves are blowing and Mario, it's like there's resistance against him moving forward? If it was after 3-4, then I didn't get there. <laughs> I, I saw some footage of it, and I actually thought that was the first thing that I thought, like, oh, this looks like a something that makes it harder in more of a gameplay improvement way rather than, like, a just annoying, like, deliberately, like, frustrating way. Yeah, um, something like that is is a really cool addition to the game because that's actually changing, like, how you how you tackle a stage. Like, you need to always be moving forward or else you, it's almost like a reverse auto-scroller. Like yeah, you need to always be moving forward, otherwise it's going to push you back. Right, right. Yeah, I would like to see more of that, you know, because they, you know, adding more little, like, physics mechanics that are, I don't know, a little more variety than what we saw in the first game. They play with physics a little bit, though, because there's also that super spring, yeah. which just, like, <laughs> you have no idea where you are on right. screen once you jump on it. I just kind of, like, I saw it happen, and I'm like, is this, like... Is this supposed to happen? Like, is this uh, yeah? Is this game haunted? Like, I didn't know what was <laughs> happening. Well, when I first did it, I had the star, and I thought, like, oh, is that a thing in the original Mario that if you have the star and go off a spring, you just fuck, you just fly like into the heavens? <laughs> you go into but, no, I orbit. guess all those springs do that. And I think that spring one is actually the the first example, Joe, that we were talking about with the warp zones, where you'll you'll use the spring and you'll go so high that you fly over the first goalpost. And all of a sudden, you wind up in the warp zone area that sends you back to the beginning of the game. Is that right? Is that the one you remember? Yes. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. I, I just think it's so funny. It's like, oh, you missed the, the goalpost. Go back to the beginning of the game. Yeah, because it puts it there. It's so enticing. It's like, look, you can get past the goalpost. Like, and I'm like, oh, what secrets are over here? And then it's like, don't explore. <laughs> yeah. So since none of us beat this game, I'll be honest and just say, like, I had a good time playing it, but uh, I knew there was no way I was going to beat it. I think there's there's some things you guys need to know about the length of Super Mario Bros. 2. Okay. Japan. So after you beat Super Mario Bros. 2 Japan, without using any warp zones, you go to World 9-1, the fantasy world. Oh. Is that legal? <laughs> they, I didn't think they it could count above eight. So, so there's an extra world, World Nine, and 
it says it tells you pretty much like there's a new prompt on the screen that you're only going to get one life. You only have one life, regardless of how many lives you ended World 8-4 with. You only have one life to get through all of World 9-1, 9-2, and 9-4. Do you not save the princess in World 8? You do, but now you're in like this Bones. fantasy world. Gotcha. Where it's just like, <laughs> do it again one more time. Okay, Dan, I'm watching it now, and it actually does give you a, a quick, some quick info, which uh, is it's interesting. You don't really, you don't really see that very often with Mario. Yeah, what does it say? Do you, do you know what it says? Uh, it says, um, "We present Fantasy World. Let's try Nine World with one game." Okay, uh, I I like how they're calling it game instead yeah, of life. life. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe maybe they maybe they. Uh, hadn't adopted the lives term yet in uh, game terminology, but that's interesting. Hmm. However, it does not, it doesn't end there, guys. It doesn't end at World 9. Oh, dear. Should you be really good at Super Mario Bros. 2 Japan and are looking for the ultimate challenge, you need to, without resetting or shutting off the console, you need to beat Super Mario Bros. 2 Japan 8 times in a row and every single time you beat the game it adds a star to the main menu logo where it says super mario brothers once you see eight stars you'll be able to unlock worlds a through world d what oh my god so that's that's another 16 levels that's so much worse sorry i heard two questions there Uh, do you have to keep the console on for this whole time it does not save. Yeah, right. So, who has that much time or electricity bills? That's so much worse than something like Ghost and Goblins too, because Ghost and Goblins is like you're just playing the game again for the most part. Where this is like there is content locked behind you beating the game eight times in a row. There's like full, like tons of content, of content that you'll yeah. just never see unless you're willing to commit that time. It, doing it the sounds same thing like over and over again. this sounds like one of those like April Fools jokes that a gaming <laughs> magazine would put out, and a bit, because it doesn't sound feasible. Like I'm actually watching uh, uh, an, a world A through D warpless speed run right now, and I they, like these. Levels don't look that crazy, but the fact that they're locked behind this ridiculous feat is amazing. I don't know. Yeah, you're right, though. It sounds like like playground talk. Like, do you know if you beat the game eight times, there'll be 16 more levels yeah, that come out? Like, exactly. yeah, okay. This is where, uh, you know, like, Goku and Smash started, because <laughs> things like this actually happened. However, I have to mention, because uh, I'm sure somebody who's listening knows, I was incorrect Super Mario Brothers 2 Japan was for the Famicom disc system, so it, was so it can write it can write to the disc every uh, time you yeah. beat the game. That makes a but lot it does not let sense. you it doesn't let you save in the middle of your game, so you do need to beat it completely eight times. Which you could do over the course of owning a game for a while, but especially I feel like after you beat a game once, you have a better shot of beating it ever again. You right. know, like, like there's this, no game this... that people beat that Sorry. they can't beat again. Yeah, and this is obviously a lot harder than uh, the original Super Mario Brothers, but, like, the way people were with the original Super Mario Brothers, I mean, you, people, you know, beat that in a sitting all the time. Oh, I haven't. Well, it's neither have I, but I know people have. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have never beat the original Super Mario Brothers? I've, I've beaten it, but not, like, fat, not, like, speed ran it, or, like, a lot of, like, I'm talking about. I, I've never beaten it. I'm terrible at, at these platformers. I play them and enjoy them. Uh, 
but I, I need like you know the ease that comes with uh, the later generations. Like I've beat a lot of PlayStation games. I've barely beaten any NES games. Honesty is good here, Sean. Yeah. Uh Sean, me too. Yeah. I've never never beaten Super Mario Brothers. Good to know I'm not alone. So the last thing about the worlds A through D is I just had to find out. I was like, okay, so what could world D4 even look like? Like how challenging could it be? And other than like a series of very strange design decisions, the most interesting thing about world D4 is that there's a fake Bowser. Like, he actually has a slightly different sprite. And the fake Bowser shows up first, and you run past him, and you think you're, like, you're in the clear. And then the real Bowser is behind, like, a small little opening that he can clearly shoot fireballs under. And then there's also, in that small opening, there's a fire wheel attached to it, you know, that rotates around. So the moment of, like precise you know like the precision that it requires to get under bowser you have to wait for him to jump you have to wait for the fire wheel to be in the right place you most likely have to be small mario like there's no there you have to slide as well to be big mario it's just there's so many things working against you it feels like it doesn't want you to beat the game oh yeah i, I kind of get that okay so i'm watching yeah, i'm watching in this run right now he ran past fake bowser um, who's like a goofy character it's just like yeah. a fake Bowser actually, who knew I couldn't even tell the difference in the sprite there he's like but bluer no, yeah, or something yeah this is a pan yeah he's bluer yes wow oh, yeah he is bluer yeah <laughs> fun not fun. fun not fun at all actually <laughs> and I think there's like a there's a nice message though for beating that one but um, you know it does it does kind of feel a little strange that all of this is hidden behind, like, beating a game eight times, but I guess that's the mystery of these of these older games, you know? It was like a he said, she said kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's strange, but it is definitely really cool. Like, I would have I would have been fascinated by it when I was a kid. Now a lot of the, like, wonder is taken out of it by the fact that we can just look it up and see what it all is, and it's like, oh, it's just more levels. But, like, I would have been fascinated by what could come next. Let me you know? Let me just tell you what it says when you beat the game like this. Please. Peace is paved with kingdom saved. Hurrah to Mario, our only hero. This ends your trip of a long friendship. 100,000 points added. (laughs) Thank God I really needed those points here at the end of the game. (laughs) It had like a nice structure going for it, and then it's just like 100,000 points to Gryffindor. (laughs) 100,000 points for each player left.
All right, so you want some uh, you want some development info on Love Super it. Mario Brothers Two? Let's go. Blah, blah. All right, so here's a here's a quote from Howard Phillips. You'll remember him as the guy who played every NES game for Nintendo of America and was in like the Howard and Nestor comics. We talk about him all the time, so I'm not going to say anything else. He says, "As I continued to play, I found that Super Mario Brothers Two asked me again and again to take a leap of faith." and that each of those leaps resulted in my immediate death. This was not a fun game to play. It was punishment. Undeserved punishment. I put down my controller, astonished that Mr. Miyamoto had chosen to design such a painful game. I love it. And many people believe that's why Super Mario Bros. 2 never came, and instead they requested... A, a a separate Super Mario Brothers two that you know we covered a few episodes back. America isn't ready for that kind of <laughs> sadism. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like this game is just not for like the masses. This is for people who are like really, really hardcore original Mario players that really want to challenge. Yeah, you have like two different viewpoints here. Uh, on one side, Miyamoto is quoted as saying that like they just had like all these additional ideas that they wanted to use in Super Mario Brothers that they just didn't have time to implement for the release. So then they just made Super Mario Brothers 2, which they didn't quite see as like a, a totally new game, just taking all the ideas that they couldn't put into Super Mario Brothers 1, just put it in the next game, brand it out and get get that out there. And then you have Tezuka saying that he didn't like that, you know, the Japanese players had mastered the original game, and so he felt like they needed a more challenging sequel. Like, that the Mario brand wasn't going to succeed if everybody was able to beat these games all the time. Oh, okay. I thought, he, again, I thought he was just, like, trying to put them in their place. He kind of did. He <laughs> said, you mastered the original game, how about pure pain, according to <laughs> Howard Phillips? <laughs> And as far as sequels and spinoffs go, uh, this came out for both Super Mario All-Stars and Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. All-Stars on Super Nintendo, Deluxe on the Game Boy. In both of those, you can save whenever you want, so that definitely makes it a little less challenging. However, you can't really, like, play it in Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. You need to get 300,000 points in Super Mario Brothers Deluxe to unlock... Super Mario Brothers for Super Players. They renamed is, it? They renamed it. They mm. didn't want to call it Super Mario Brothers 2 because, well, there was a game in America called Super Mario Brothers 2. So they called it Super Mario Brothers for Super Players. And to be honest, I agree with that title. I mean, I was always I was always fond of it, like the lost levels, just because I, I had All-Stars, and um, I, I, I liked that it was just sort of this this weird like artifact of something that I had never heard about before. Um, and like even the, the box shape was different in the menu when you chose your game, uh, when you chose your game. So uh, I, I prefer lost levels. You know, there's also this game called verse super Mario brothers and it is different. So we may very well have to play that sometime. Yeah. During the next bundle. <laughs> yeah. During super Mario brothers two and duck hunt two. <laughs> you're you're waiting for Duck Hunt. I'm too. waiting. It's coming soon. I'm glad you brought up Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, though, Joe, because we have a loose end. We have to go to the essential games list where we will not be voting on Super Mario Brothers 2 Japan, but instead we'll be voting on Super Mario Brothers slash Duck Hunt. This is the essential games list. 
Okay, Sam. Uh. <laughs> what do you got? What's your vote? And before you vote too confidently, I want to throw in an additional uh, uh, piece of the essential games list here. All right. I'd also just, I'd like to hear, you know, your uh, your vote on if Super Mario Brothers 2, which is ineligible, but let's pretend like <laughs> it was, would you put it in the essential games list? Hmm. Should I answer that first? You give them to me in any order. Surprise me. Hmm. Hmm. It's um, ten thirty four in the morning. I'm taking a shower and I'm listening to the Nostalgia Cast episode, uh, the new one that just came out today. Gotcha. And you're about to tell me your vote. Well, I think that I don't know, but I think that for Super Mario Brothers Two Japan, part of me wants to throw it on the Essential Games list, and because it's it gives you so much extra stuff at the end of it, and it is really hard, and it's like a you know, it's like Ocarina of Time Master Quest sort of vibes, like, you know, Lost Levels, that whole deal. But it's, but it also seems, like you guys said, like more like a, a fan game that it's like not really, it's like a little bit less real than what a Super Mario Brothers game would be. Um, so I'm not going to put it on the Essential Games list for that reason. I think it's really interesting, but I think that if you want a Super Mario Brothers experience that this one is very, it's like Super Mario Brothers one, but just with other stuff in it that makes it fun sometimes, but sometimes less enjoyable. But I think it does not deserve a spot. All right. And how about uh, Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt? Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt. Well, I mean, if we add it, then do we add, do we get rid of Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt or are we going to have all of them on there? I guess uh, what I'm trying to tell you is that it really doesn't matter. Right. Uh, (laughs) The games are already on the essential games list. So this is just you uh, getting a chance to put them on it again. Right. But like, this is just me talking myself in circles. Yeah. It's not like they actually get added twice. Right. And then I I don't know. I would say yes, because if for the people who were kind of late to the, the NES game, this is probably a really great incentive to get it and it's also like just at having both of them be so accessible is i don't know i think it's i think it's really cool that they're able to cram both those game cram they're probably like four kilobytes or something but you know <laughs> uh cram those games onto one cartridge uh and also something right. i didn't say uh yeah I'm, I'm a little bit nostalgic not nostalgic i already messed it up <laughs> uh nostalgic for this one because this is actually the first NES game I've ever played was the combo game uh, Duck Hunt and um, and Super, Super Mario, Mario Brothers. Brothers. That, that's the game we're playing. Yeah. Um, so I, I I enjoyed being able to switch back and forth without having to you know go over to the NES and move things around. And I don't know. I think it provides a, a slightly different experience and it's more optimized than playing the game separately. Cool, well said. And uh, Joe, how about you? Uh, all right, I'll start with um, Super Mario Brothers 2 Japan as well, just because it's the one that I have a better idea of how to answer. Um, so I, I do think there's a weird like element to this, because if you really think about it logically and take out what we know about video game sequels, it makes a lot of sense that the sequel to Super Mario Brothers 1 is just the same thing, but it just gotten harder just like you know each level got harder in super mario Bros. one now you continue it gets harder and harder from there 
Um, I don't think that that ends up being necessarily a good video game sequel just because, um, A, because it's not what we're used to, and B, because I think we want to have that, that progression again. We want to start from scratch again and, and, and progress for the most part. Um, there's the, the element that of there being so much, uh, of it feeling like a, like a fan made game or a ROM hack that does make it feel a little less accessible to, to, to the masses, I guess. And it, it just feels like something that's essential if you're, it's an essential game for a Mario fanatic who really wants to just play more Mario. I don't think it's essential for everyone. I, I, it's, it's hard for me to put it there. And I think there are too many things that are just deliberately like frustrating or I, like, I do think it's kind of poor game design to, to entice you to go to spend a whole earlier game enticing you to kind of explore and find secrets and then kind of spend this game punishing you for that in some in some ways and doing things that just like oh you just have to know that this hidden block is here to progress and things like that um i think i think hurt it and keep it off the essential games list for me um as far as (laughs) super mario duck hunt i mean i think that super mario and duck hunt both separately still 100% belong on the essential games list and like I don't really feel like I have a horse in the race if the combo goes on there like I think if you if you want them both like that's a great thing to have on there kind of have a cop-out answer here I think it, it just yeah it's kind of arbitrary whether or not the combo goes on there I'd say yeah let's put it on there you don't have to switch di- you don't have to switch cartridges it's <laughs> really the only uh, okay I'm upside. gonna go next I'm gonna go next uh I was under the impression that this vote was purely ceremonial and was just going to put this off the essential games list. And I have too much. I I, I feel too much for the sanctity of the essential games list to put this cart on there uh, just because it has two essential games on it. It's no, it's not. It's not the game. Well, to so, be clear, I think you're right. I don't think this is actually going on the essential games list. Yeah. Well, it's, there's two <laughs> I think votes. We're on now. the same page here. There's two votes. <laughs> yeah, but um, I thought that, that this was just like you said. Uh, this is a, you know, just an no, exercise. Joe, 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 you can't talk it back now. Uh, I <laughs> forgot. I've given did. up yeah. my. Uh, you my, put it on. You've done you what you've done. So I'm, I'm throwing my weight behind keeping it off. Uh, so yeah, no, unessential for for the for the combo pack. Uh, as for Super Mario Brothers Two Japan. Um, I like the, I, I think that we have thankfully moved on on what a sequel is supposed to be. And even before this, uh, in, in North American, uh, view of things, like we kind of saw what a sequel kind of should be, uh, which is a, an evolution of a game, um, an evolution of a property as opposed to an expansion pack. This is an expansion pack. I do not think it's essential, uh, especially and if if it's just for the hardcore. I think that by itself makes it unessential. So that those are my that's my figurative vote for that. All right, so here's the deal: Super Mario Brothers slash Duck Hunt makes sense for every person who owns an NES. In fact, only really snooty video game collectors should buy them separately. Like to preserve the individualness of them. Like, anybody who's smart would just buy this cart for, like, 99 cents because it was made for millions of copies. Just buy this one, and now you have two great games, or you could pay, like, $8 for Super Mario Brothers and, I don't know, maybe $12 for Duck Hunt, and it's, it's like, congratulations, 
you own them both separately. Uh, if you got them with the boxes, it's like hundreds of dollars. So hope you feel good there. Instead, most people are going to go the route of the Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt cart, co- uh, combo cart. However, I am not going to make my essential games list filthy and put uh, a cartridge, you know, put a scan of a cartridge that has both of these games in half. I want them to be full. So for that, I'm a snooty collector and I'm going to keep Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt off the essential games list. Hold on a second. I feel cheated here because you, <laughs> you said at the beginning of this that this would not really go on our essential games list. No, well, no, no. We're talking on. about it. Now, it I'm talking about, now I'm being, you know, no, Super Mario Brothers 2 Japan would not go on the essential games list. What's that? You were saying that Super Mario Brothers 2 Japan wouldn't go on the essential game. Oh, I thought you were saying that no, that these are both kind of just uh, ceremonial votes. Like, should they be considered essential? I want the listeners to know every minute of nostalgia matters. <laughs> There's never a moment where we sh- shouldn't be listening. Uh, this is this is 100% serious. Joe, I understand where you're coming from. Of course we wouldn't have put, like, four different... You know, like, because this is going to come up again. There's a Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt world-class track meet, you know? like I'm going to have another case, chance. Like, I was, I, I thought that was unclear because I could have sworn that we were, we were actually voting for Super Mario v. Duck Hunt. And well, we, we were. I, I, I feel like we're in a confusing realm where I'm saying we are and we are not at the same time. But everybody gets what I'm saying, right? Like, everyone yeah. understands. <laughs> we're voting out of ceremony. No. <laughs> then no, I don't understand. No, 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 it's fine. I'm just trying to be funny. And uh, on the other side, just to wrap this thing up, you know, Super Mario Brothers 2 Japan is a less special version of Super Mario Brothers 1. If this game came first, Super Mario Brothers would not have been as big a hit. Still would have been revolutionary for its time. Probably would have still been like, you know, the thesis of many future games. But it would have set a pretty bad design precedent for the industry if... Super Mario Brothers 2 Japan was the only Super Mario Brothers. And so I'm really glad that this is the expansion pack that Sean described it as because that is exactly what it is. And I'm fine with that, you know? Yeah, that's if you're a super player and you're looking for more Super Mario Brothers, heck, if you just like Super Mario Brothers and you're looking for more Super Mario Brothers, this isn't a bad game. It's just not really like it's not what I think of when I think of the Super Mario Brothers uh, core games. And so for that reason, it's staying off. Yeah. And we are going to be signing off. Uh, I have no idea what we're playing next week. Do any of you guys know? Oh, Super Team Games. Okay. So we should all, um, we should, you know, get our super teams together and we'll face off in the next episode. <laughs>